Books, books, I like books. What do you know about books? Phil, I'm singing a book song right now. Sit. 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 Shh. Books, books, I like books. What do you know about books? Books, books, do you read books? I read a lot of books. What you don't know about me is I read nonfiction books. I'm obsessed with books and books. I got 500 books. Phil, come on. I need a studio manager. I need to get this dog out of here. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. Today, I'm going to take you on a journey. A journey of my bookshelf. And when I say bookshelf, I mean the piles of books that are literally all over my house. No space is safe. Not the bathroom, not the kitchen, not the bedside table. Honestly, there are books in my bed, under the covers. I'm sleeping with books. There, I said it. Cat's out of the bag. Consider this volume one of the books Jen loves and feels like you will love too. If you're looking to enhance your personal growth, open your mind, or create more opportunities in your life, these books will be great tools for you. So without further ado, I give you books. <laughs> All right. B-O-O-K-S. Books go. Whoop. So books. I was an English literature major. I think you know that. I was pre-law, but, and I honestly did not love to read. I I actually wrote reports on so many books that I never read. Does anybody remember Cliff Notes? It was like Cliff Notes and watching the movie. What I came to realize is more than literature, I actually really love books to read books that I learn something from rather than just like for entertainment or fantasy um, or like as an escape. Like I love self-help, philosophy, spirituality, autobiographies, business books. So if you're looking for my 10 favorite sci-fi books, you won't find them. Anyways, when what's interesting about my affinity towards self-help as a as a genre is that I get that from my mom. And she she's been reading that all that stuff for so long. She has a massive uh, massive bookshelf in Boynton Beach, Florida, the beautiful Cascade Lakes in Boynton Beach, Florida full of these books. And when I was younger, like especially like middle school, high school, she was always like telling me about that stuff. We would listen to uh, Wayne Dyer on cassette in the car on the way to school. And all I really wanted to listen to was Shaka Khan. But turns out now I have like Wayne Dyer's uh, audio book. Is that what they're called? (laughs) From Audible? Anyways... That's a little backstory. If you've listened to the, well, I don't actually know what this episode is going to be titled, but it's like the what I did to feel better episode. I talk a little bit there about, you know, reading books. And although I've always kind of, you know, picked up books from time to time, I I feel like 
prior to like the last year, I was definitely reading things that had more to do just with creativity and business. I really wasn't thinking about uh, like my own personal philosophies and my spirituality and like understanding myself. And a big part of my healing process has been to to do just that, like understand why I feel like I feel, why I have the thoughts I have, how to win at life. <laughs> and I have found a lot of great books about that. I, I've, I've talked in the past too about just that voice in our heads and, and just how much our thoughts and our thinking really control what we're doing. And a lot of the things I'll talk about here today or introduce you to, which I'm so excited to tell you about these books because there's just so much there. And there, and, and this is like a drop in the bucket for the books. These are just like over the last year and really like throughout my life, this, some of the books that have had the most impact for me. But really being able to understand how to distance yourself from your thoughts, how to not identify with your thoughts, and how to live in the current moment, all of which are very challenging things to wrap your brain around, like the the mechanics of how we work and why we are the way we are and that it's been set, like, since since humans were invented, who invented humans? Was it Benjamin Franklin? I can't remember. It's a lot. There's a lot to unwind from, but being able to sort of deconstruct that and give myself some space and just some broader understanding about the universe in which we live in and how people work and how energy works and ancient healing practices and philosophies like has really helped me unwind from some thinking that has been really devastating for me that's caused me stress that has caused me pain that has caused me so much anxiety like if you have anxiety which i know a lot of you do so many of us suffer getting this perspective will change your life i promise you and so these are some of the things that i've read to to get that as well as like improve my work, my life, my relationships, all sorts of stuff. Okay, okay, no more delays. Let's dig in. I will now give you my first list of book recommendations. I'll give you their titles, do my very best to pronounce the author's names, and explain what I loved and why I think they will be of value to you. Books, 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 books. Bye. Okay, so something interesting about me is every once in a while I just decide I absolutely do not like something or someone. And a lot of times it's not based in anything. It's just like the feeling that I'm hit with and then I just lean into it, which is probably surprising for you because I'm very nice and open-hearted and I never like publicly criticize things. Uh, privately though, I'm a real dick. One of these things was the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. For whatever reason, I, here's why I think I was like, no to this book. And then I'm going to, don't worry if you're Jen Sincero, a friend of Jen Sincero or anyone who's read this book, I'm about to tell you why it's fucking epic. But 
I think it was a lot of people suggested I should read it. And and sometimes when people tell me I should do something, I immediately want to not do it. My therapist and I tried to work for a while on what that was, but at least now I'm aware of it. So I was just like, I think the idea of like being a badass, I don't know. I just, I, I was like something about just the idea of people wanting me to read it in the title was not connecting with me. It's ridiculous. You should not base things on stuff like that. If a hundred people tell you that something would be great for you to read, they're probably right. Even if five people tell you that, they're probably right. So I've had the book probably since it came out, which I think might have been a couple years ago. God forbid I do research. I need like a researcher for the show. Does anyone want to be a researcher for me? Wait, that would help me so much. If you want to help me do research for my show, please email me at jgok at bando.com. Oh my God, that'd be epic. In the meantime, I'm stalling and trying to see when this book was published. 2013. Okay. Fuck, that's a long time ago. I'm very slow at this game. <laughs> so most of you have probably read this, but I was at I was at work like a month ago and Christina, our director of social media, who was on the social media episode with me, uh, was like, you know, I started reading this book, You Are a Badass, and it has to do with a lot of the things that you've been talking about to me. And I had been talking to her about like spirituality and enlightenment and how why our brains work the way they do and our thoughts are not us and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, it's really good. And I was like, hmm, maybe that's a sign. I'm very into signs. So I was like, maybe I should read this. So I literally took the following Saturday and read the book cover to cover without stopping, which for someone with ADD is a huge testament to how good this book is and what a great and easy read it was. And why I start with this is because I feel like this is a great point of entry to a lot of the other books I'm going to talk about because Jen does a really amazing job of just putting it in terms that are easy to digest. And she's talking about, to me, some really big subjects that even for me, I think about a lot and have found it challenging to bring it to a broader audience without sounding like, I don't know, so out there. <laughs> so, you know, she talks about our subconscious and 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 our thoughts and um, self-doubt and self-love and, and really gives just like valuable advice and everything's digestible. There are a lot of chapters, but that's because they're um, they're not so long and drawn out. Um, there's a chapter called Lead With Your Crotch, so obviously very interested in that. Perfection, being overwhelmed, and just like really how how to find happiness. I think she's done some other books on more specific topics, but You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Start there. You can read it in a singular Saturday. And... That will be a good precursor to some of the other books that I am going to tell you about. Hi, everybody. Future Jen here helping out past Jen with some tricky author names. 
Turns out, past Jen already made a mistake that she didn't know she was making. Jen Sincero is not Jen Sincero. She's Jen Sincero. Much nicer. Very cool. Also, coming up, you'll hear me get confused over Eckhart Tolle. That's a battle. I mean, that's you're, there are two camps. There's Eckhart Tolle and Eckhart Tolle. But Google tells us it's Tolle. And then I actually got one right. Shakti Gawain is Shakti Gawain. Go, Jen. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. I love you equally, no matter what. Goodbye. Okay, second book. One of my very, very favorites, especially when it comes to just like the soul and spirituality and enlightenment and just fucking clarity is The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself by Michael A. Singer. I knew a Michael Singer growing up. I don't think he's the one that wrote this book though. Here's what I would say. You don't have to read the whole book. You don't have to read anything you don't want to read. If you just want to dabble, I would read chapter five on infinite energy. I would also read chapter 15, the path of unconditional happiness. And honestly, there's so much in this book, but one of the biggest things, which is just a a sentence in and amongst thousands of sentences in this book, when it comes to happiness, we have only one choice we need to make. Do we want to be happy or do we not want to be happy? And that's the decision we have. We cannot control what happens to us. We cannot control what happens to people we love. We can only control our perspective and our commitment to happiness and to say that this doesn't mean that things won't get bad and won't be challenging, but we can decide if we want to remain connected to happiness or if we want to let um, unhappiness be a pronounced part of our lives. And um, that that chapter 15 talks about that. He talks about it throughout the book. But listen, again, so many lessons in all of these books. Be kind to yourself. It is hard. I've been working diligently on this for most of my life, but very over the last six months, very diligently. It's easy to forget this stuff, but just what what a great what a great blank. <laughs> you can fill it in. Okay. My other favorite book. <laughs> I think every, I think each, <laughs> I think the intro to each book is going to be like, and my other favorite book, but this next book is called The Seed of the Soul. It's by Gary Zukov. Oprah loves all of these books, by the way. I don't know that any of these books have not been approved by Oprah. Well, maybe a couple, but, but this one and the last one are like late 80s, early 90s. So so they're books I've read multiple times. But Seed of the Soul is very spiritual. It will change your perception on what it is to be human. It helps you understand your ego, your personality, and your soul. Those are all different things. Non-physical teachers, the lifetimes we may have had, consciousness. It, it's some deep-ass shit. Don't get me wrong. But if you're open to it, it's incredibly 
interesting. And there are a lot of like, there's a lot of science and facts behind this stuff, which to me is important because I'm a believer, but also a bit of a doubting Thomas. So when something that's like so out there could also be supported and, and I feel like I've experienced like proof of all of this in my life now, it really helps, but it's a, it's a great read. Also very digestible. The, the chapters are really specific. There's a lot in here about intention, which, um, is important just in life. Just the idea of intention has come up so much for me, but also if you're a creative, I think is really important. This is in one of the chapters about intuition and he talks about emotional cleansing which is so important and is is addressed in both this book and The Untethered Soul, like how you can let thoughts and emotions pass through you instead of holding on to them, which is so important. The idea of just remaining clear and being able to sort of like receive the information is a big part of intuition and is like our natural navigation system. But but this is this part is something I really believe in. Allow yourself an orientation of openness towards your life and the universe to approach the questions in your life with a sense of faith and trust that there is a reason for all that is happening. And that reason at its heart is always compassionate and good. This is an essential thought that needs to be in place in order to activate and cultivate intuition. Get it, singer. Okay, Eckhart Tolle slash Eckhart Tolle, another one of Oprah's favorites. He's deep. He is deep. He has many books, but The Power of Now and A New Earth, okay, fine, I snuck in two books under one, um, are both so good. You know, The Power of Now obviously has a lot to do with living in the now, And it's just such a, that concept is such a powerful tool to have in your emotional and physical toolbox. So I I cannot remember it enough. Also, if I loaned you my copy of The Power of Now, can you please give it back to me? Because I cannot find it in my house and I know that there are a lot of highlights in there. A New Earth is more about, this is the one that Oprah says is a must read, is more about just the shift in human consciousness and how if we create this shift, how the world can change. I have found it very deep, but very interesting and very helpful in dealing with all the emotions I'm having about how the world is changing, both good and bad. And honestly, it's so spot on and if you're listening to this, you're probably already making the shift, but but I can already feel the shift in human consciousness. I feel people talking about things and like understanding humanity and ourselves in a much more ma- evolved, sorry, mature is not the right word, in a more evolved way. This really helps put a lot of information around it and it's important in it's important in the future of our world because if we can change as individuals we can we can change as a as a gr- group as humanity <laughs> is this the deepest most philosophical episode ever what's the next book jen an oldie but a goodie the four agreements by don miguel ruiz he is a leading member of the new thought movement which is worth googling um biggest takeaway from this book is 
um, a, a personal philosophy that I thought I made up myself, but I think I got from him, which is just the idea of like doing your best at any time. And if you, if you're familiar with Bandow, then you know that we have sold a sweatshirt and a t-shirt since we launched apparel years and years ago that says I did my best on it. It was something that it was a sweatshirt that I made for myself with iron on letters. And, um, based off of the idea of, whether I, whether the outcome was what I wanted or not, did I do my best? And if so, that's really the only thing I can control. He talks about a lot of things in this book, but that was one of them. And it, and it really has helped me so much. Here's the passage that, that I, I, I wrote some of this stuff so long ago. I'm like, Oh, I have a passage in here. How cool. Um, your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Ain't that the truth? It's a good book. It's a small book. Please read it. Okay. I was listening to the Goop podcast. Shout out to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> I don't know. Remember when I used to pretend that Gwyneth Paltrow was my best friend and I did that whole thing and then a lot of people actually thought we were best friends? We're not. I met her briefly once. She won't remember, but I did because she's like an earth angel. Anyways, Oprah was her first guest, which is an epic, epic interview, epic episode if you are looking for something to listen to. I cried the whole time. And, and actually listening to that reinforced some of this reading, it, some of the books I already had and some I hadn't. This one I hadn't. It's called Anatomy of the Spirit. And she talks about um, introducing – who wrote Anatomy of the Spirit? Wait, I have it. Here it is. <laughs> Caroline Miss. It's Anatomy of the Spirit, The Seven Stages of Power and Healing. And, and Oprah talks about like introducing this and people being like, what – what are you talking about? This one is for you, uh, like wellness and alternative healing peeps. Very, very, very interesting. Um, I'll it sort of introduces some alternative thinking about why we suffer physically and how we can be healed and how spiritual growth, physical wholeness and wellness sort of all come together. I would say, especially if you're, you are ill or suffering physically, there's some really, really interesting stuff in here. But if you're suffering or know someone that is, it could be with something minor or something major. There's just some really interesting thinking in this book. She um, also obviously talks about spirituality and the importance of that. And I think that the beauty of spirituality is it comes in many shapes and sizes. And I, as someone who grew up Jewish, never really connected to religion, um, like formalized religion, always very interested in it, took a bunch of religion courses in college, but just couldn't attach to something. Like the more I've read and understood about spirituality, like the words that, that a lot of these authors use are just different words than what other people use when it connects to their spirituality. But everyone's really saying the same thing, and they've been saying it for a really long time, which I think is so interesting. But as it as it relates to wellness, she says spirituality is far more than 
a psychological and emotional need. It is an inherent biological need. Our spirits, our energy, and our personal power are all one and the same force. Um, she also talks about chakras. <laughs> Shout out to chakras. And especially if you follow me on Instagram, at Jen Gotch. <laughs> shout out to my own Instagram, um, then you know that I've gotten into Reiki healing and I think chakras are so fucking interesting. Plus they're represented by the rainbow, which I also think is interesting, um, which leads me to a quick shout out to the chakra handbook, Shalila Sharaman and Bodo J. Paginsky. <laughs> they wrote it. It's a cool book. If you're interested in at all in that, or you just love rainbows. I love this book so much. It has helped me understand like personal energy. And I don't know. I just think it's cool. If you're interested, that might be a little, little far down the path. Hi, I wanted to pop in for a second to reintroduce you to Tomboy X. They sell underwear. But they are so much more than that. They are two women with a mission. It's a female-founded company. And outside of selling a lot of really cute underwear in a lot of shapes and sizes and fits and everything else that you would want in underwear, they're all about body positivity, inclusivity, female empowerment, and more than anything else, they're sponsoring this podcast, which, you know, is not something that I've talked about before. Well, I mean, obviously you can, you can tell people sponsor the podcast, but I think it's really important for us to band together and support companies that stand for something and also that are open to sponsoring podcasts like mine because I'll tell you, not everyone is. And that's okay. I get it. I'm not mad at it. Why would I be mad at you? I don't even know you. But I, I feel like I want to shine a light on people and companies that are either doing something that I think is great creating a product that I feel like you will feel is useful and that are willing to become part of the conversation about destigmatizing mental health and all the other and all the other hard parts about being human that we talk about here. And when I say we, I mean me and sometimes my mom and dad. Fran and Naomi in addition to the traditional tomboy definition also added, any girl or woman or person who does their own thing, dresses the way they want, gets their hands dirty, and keeps their mind open, was, is, and always will be a tomboy. Let's buy some underwear, shall we? Go to tomboyx.com slash JGOK and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. JGOK listeners get an extra one five percent off with code, you guessed it, J G 
O-K, Jagok. I can't read J-G-O-K without saying Jagok. Sorry. Again, code J-G-O-K for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash J-G-O-K. Bye. Okay, changing gears. Gary Chapman. The five love languages. I am astonished to find out how many people don't know about the five love languages, except for I only found out really about the five love languages when I went into couples therapy. It doesn't even matter if you're in a relationship. This applies to so many things, but essentially he's developed uh, or identified these five love languages, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Skin hunger, obviously physical touch is important to me and one of my love languages. It helps you identify what yours are, and then it also helps you to identify what what they are in the people around you. And what you find out is if you're, especially in a partnership or a relationship, but it it really does apply to like, if you're a manager, if you're trying to make someone feel good or feel loved or, or whatever, (laughs) I don't know what the word for whatever is, praised, and your love language is acts of service. So you do something for them because you're trying to show them that you care about them. But they're, Love language is uh, love language is words of affirmation. They're not feeling it, so it's like literally like speaking a different language. And I think that was like an interesting thing in in my marriage and in lots of lots of relationships I've had, friendships and work relationships and romantic relationships. That like someone's trying to tell me they care, and I'm just like annoyed, and vice versa, and identifying this is just so helpful. It's such a great tool that you can take into any kind of relationship. And let me tell you the best thing about understanding yourself. When you gain that kind of deep understanding of yourself, you understand people so much better. It's incredible. And it will just enhance your life in a million ways, which may be an overestimation, but you You get what I'm talking about. Okay, more books. More books. Books, books, books. We love books. OMG, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Jack Canfield is the creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul. Does anyone remember Chicken Soup for the Soul and the 42 follow-up books to Chicken Soup for the Soul? This is a this is a great book. I used this book very diligently probably about 12 years ago um, to kind of, well, the subtitle is How to Get from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be. He he definitely subscribes to um like the the law of attraction or the secret or what whatever you want to call it. And uh vi- you know, visualizing what you want and manifesting it which I'm a huge believer in and have seen happen for myself and for others so many times that there's just no way you couldn't believe it. Plus, every book I read refers to it. I mean, even in the Jensen Sarah book, she talks about it. it. It's, I mean, it's time to come to terms with the fact that that's real. But this is so brass tacks where I feel like a lot of the other books about it tend to be a, a little bit more... uh 
I want to say the word hippie, but that's not, you know, it's just like, it's more of like these broader thoughts. This is like, how do you apply it? And also I feel like if you're lost from like a greater sense of life, like what am I going to do? Or how do I get the job I want or the career I want or the success I want um, or the happiness I want? Like they're just straight up useful tools here that, that makes sense. It's a big book. But you can you don't have to read it cover to cover. You don't have to read any book cover to cover except for my book. Well, and you should read Busy's book cover to cover. That's coming out soon. But my book will come out next year. Please read it cover to cover. It'll make me feel so good. While I'm on the subject, creative visualization by we might need future Jen to come in and just literally pronounce every author's name. Shakti Gawain. This was the first book I ever read on creative visualization. Uh, Use the power of your imagination to create what you want in your life. So very similar to the success principles, but definitely more of that hippie thing I was talking about. Um, but But fun, good read. Give it a look. The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield. So this was one that was recommended to me by a bunch of people this, I, I think I might have mentioned this in the creative block episode, but um, I was feeling really stuck creatively, very, very paralyzed by the voice in my head that was telling me, like just inciting so much fear in myself uh, while I was like getting these big creative projects off the ground, specifically um, a podcast hosted by me the one you're listening to right now and writing a book. And a lot of people recommended this book to me. And um, it's great, very digestible. Another one of those like chapters that are one page long, which is my favorite because I'd be like, I read three chapters last night, but really talks about how our thoughts create fear, what they're trying to do and why we should take control of that. It helped me enormously. So again, especially if you're a creative or really anyone that's taking on a big endeavor and just feels blocked by your own thoughts, this is great. The War of Art, Stephen Pressfield. The Accidental Creative by Todd Henry. Todd Henry has become a friend of mine. We're not like best friends, but we've had dinner together. So that's something. He was one of the first podcasts that I listened to. He has a podcast called The Accidental Creative. The Accidental Creative was also the first book he he wrote. He has several books now. They're all great. Um, and his whole deal is like helping those of us that have to create on demand this book is a, is a lot about that. So if you if you within your career have to create on demand um, or a creative professional or even work with creative professionals, this is such a great book. And again, like a lot of um, knowledge and skills that can be implemented. So highly useful. So I've kind of taken you, I'm winding down. Believe it or not, I'm winding down. I have like six more books on the list, but I'm just going to, I'm going to stop here because I think this is, this will be a great start. And then we'll come back for, for a volume two where I definitely talk about Brene Brown because she's super important. But I feel like if I dig into that, that's going to be a whole other thing. And I think Todd Henry bookends, uh, 
wherever I started, which I think was maybe the untethered soul. So there's a nice range in here of, well, I probably say this in the, in the wrap up, but, but anyways, like there's a little bit of everything in here. So I hope, I hope that part helps. It's not like a bunch of books on the same subject. The they're definitely the first half all sort of speak to, I don't know, to me, the idea of personal enlightenment, which I have found incredibly helpful. And and then some of these are a little bit more on like things that you can implement in your life and your work. Um, but all have made a huge difference for me and I hope they do the same for you. I'm excited for you to read them, spread the word about them. Um, and I will definitely come back with more because I can already think of t- t- 12 books I want to tell you about, but that'll be too overwhelming. So start here, get your book on, girls, and, fi- and the five gentlemen that listen as well. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Are you excited about these books? I wonder which one you'll read first. I've actually started giving books as gifts. Like before I would give someone a nice candle or a pair of earrings for their birthday. Now I give them one of these books. Is that cool? It's not cool, is it? Maybe it is. Let's just make it cool. So like I mentioned, I have piles of books to get through. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for volume two in the next few months. Okay, now go on, get out of here and read some books. Bye. All right, everyone, I have an announcement courtesy of our pals at Toomey. If you happen to miss it, Girl Boss Radio recently launched a special podcast series with them called In Progress. Every week, the best and brightest women take a deep dive into their everyday journeys and the things that do and don't help them get where they're going. There's career advice, relationship advice, self-care tips, productivity hacks, basically everything you could ever be curious about as you navigate this journey we're all on together. The first episode dropped on September 28th. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can hear all of the episodes. What do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK after show. You don't know about the after show, but it's the show that I'm going to tell you that I got some advice from my friend Todd Henry, whose book I already told you to read. That's why I thought this was perfect timing. (laughs) I don't know where to finish the song. Yeah, that's that's the sound of me wrestling some paper, wrestling, wrestling some papers and pulling a chair out and hitting a button and hitting a pen and hitting another pen. So Todd Henry, who has the Accidental Creative Podcast, who I mention here, is just a great guy. And he reached out to see how I was doing with my book. And I was like, help me, please. Please help me, please. And in all honesty, I'm doing good with the book. I just feel like I could be doing better. And I'm just having... I'm just having a hard time locking in. So he reassured me that everything I need, I already have, which I think is a good reminder. He really encouraged me to take on like a writing practice. So I'm going to try just waking up every day and writing 500 words before I do anything else, which seems very doable. 
and something I've resisted because I'm like, I don't, I'm above process. I'm a true creative. And uh, that's not, no one's above anything. And he just really, oh, he also encouraged me to just think about one person and just write to that person instead of writing to everyone in the world and trying to make them happy and please every person with my words, which is what I was trying to do and what I try and do most of the time. And what is a huge hurdle for me? Same with the podcast. It's like, I'll do it. And I'm just like, not everyone's going to be happy with this. And then I want to start over. The reality is some people will be happy. Some people won't be happy. That's life. I have to get good with that. Part of that means just taking over and doing what I want and not what everyone else wants, which (laughs) good luck with that people. If I get there, I'll let you know. Anyways, I don't know. Just thought I'd throw in a little advice that was given to me to you. Todd, I hope you don't mind that I'm telling everyone that you're great because you are. And I feel grateful to have people like you in my life. And that's it. That's what we call a shout out. Bye.